I think everyone needs a coach. I mean, mentorship and guidance have been incredibly crucial in our development as a company. So I thought I'd introduce you to some amazing coaches as part of this special series of Meet My Business. So on today's episode of Meet My Business, I have the great pleasure to introduce you to Antoinette Schminka. She's a neuro life coach, a stress release coach, um, business owner, author, uh, owns a wellness shop, and a whole lot more. So um, Antoinette, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Um, so ultimately, what we're going to be getting into today is discussing burnout. I think it's a topic that a lot of us, if not all of us, have some experience with. I know that right now I'm currently desperately hoping that it can be December already. So I think a lot of people <laughs> could agree. But before we get into that, I'd love to introduce you to Antoinette a little bit more. So Antoinette, can you just uh, tell us a little bit more about what you do and kind of how you got to where you are now? Yeah, sure. So um, I am Antoinette and I stay in Cape Town. And um, yeah, so my journey actually started a while back. It's like, I think almost nine years ago, I started to do um, a, biblic a bibli biblical counseling course. And then I wanted to go, um, you know, deeper into that, you know, wanted to do more courses. And then I started a small body, body business. Um, and then I just, yeah, just, then I just carried on with that business and never went back to the Back to the counseling. And then when COVID hit, I decided, okay, so what am I going to do now? So now I am a neuro life coach and loving it. So living out my purpose. So how did you get into neuro life coaching initially? What what kind of drew you to it? So I went through a divorce. And um, and again, that was just prior. That was in 2019. And then, um, yeah, like I said, then I needed to make big life changes. And then, um, yeah, neuro coaching actually just... Uh, I actually want to say they actually found me. I didn't find it and found me. Um, and then I just saw the value in it. And yeah, and then I just, I just, yeah, I went from there and I did my, um, you know, I qualified as a, as a neuro life coach. And now that is what I'm doing. So how did you discover, you know, this, this qualification? What drew you to specifically studying that over other kinds of coaching perhaps? Life coaching is about where are you now and where do you want to be? So it's more future orientated. It's more getting you getting you to your next goal. Where um, psychology is more about dealing with the past. Um, so I yeah. So my passion lies in you know where are you now? Um, you know let's let's get rid of your stress. Um, what you know let's look at what is triggering you and then take you forward. There's a huge amount of different modalities and ways of studying. Um, we have NLP. We have neuro coach method. There's there's a huge amount. So. For the coaches listening, could you tell us how your actual like learning worked like practically? What what is it like tests and exams or how, how does it how does it work? Yes, so um, so okay, so I studied through Edgar Phillips. Um, he's got the Neuro Life Method and uh, Neuro Coach Method, and um, yes, yeah, so it's uh, sure I can't even remember how many um, how many. I think it's like a three month course. I actually can't remember. It's a while back. Um, so you do that course, and then what is nice about um, his courses is he's got smaller workshops, um, you know, with um, with addiction that is additional, and um, so you, and business coaching and ego states, and he's got a, a whole lot of um, extra extra courses that you can do as well. Um, and then also what is nice um, about them is they actually help you to get registered um, as well as a life coach. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So 
Um, in terms of the kind of clients you serve, what is your kind of target audience and, and why are you drawn to those kinds of clients? Okay, so um, my my best client is somebody that is driven, um, that is just, has accumulated stress over a period of time and they just don't know how to get through it or they just don't know how to get over it. And that is my perfect client. Um, also people, uh, um, you know, that want to lose weight. Um, that is another. Other thing I always tell people that is just a symptom. Um, you know, being overweight is really a symptom of um, of deeper things. So, um, but yeah, it's it's I like people that are driven that just you know just need just need some guidance. You know, into into getting over over the hurdle. Let's talk a little bit about the neuro coach method for somebody who hasn't uh, ever encountered it before. How does it practically work? How how do you work with people using this specific methodology? So I work on all three levels of the brain, where if you go to a normal life coach, if you go to a normal therapist, if you go to a normal counselor, they only work on your prefrontal cortex. How that works is they ask you questions, they hope that you become aware of things, and then they hope that there will be a change. Um, But what what I do, so I work on all three levels of, of the brain. Um, and I work with a bottom-up approach. So to make it just understandable to everybody, um, everybody has got a pack room. So everybody's got this inner pack room and stress and things happen to you. So you go and pack it into that pack room and you close the door and you say, you know what, I'll deal with it tomorrow. I'll deal with it tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. Eventually you can't open up the door. Or when you do open up the door, you all you see are these all of these boxes right here in front of you. And you don't know, you feel overwhelmed, you don't know where to start. So the difference to what I do and to what the other coaches do is they will take on one box and they will say to you, okay, let's talk about what happened here. So it's only, a, it's like a talking therapy where what I do is we take three boxes in one session because what we do is we concentrate on one feeling, on one frustration in a session. So, so your brain, <laughs> in your in your reptilian brain, that is the bottom part of your brain, and that is also the one that keeps you alive. That part of the brain holds all of your history. So it's like a library. So let's say you've had nine different incidents happen to you during your life, um, and we work with one frustration. That your brain goes and scan where is that, um, you know, where where is that um, frustration? Where does it lie? And it lies in saying file number one, file number four, and file number nine. And all three of those incidents get processed in one session. So it's a very direct approach. Another modality that I know that you use in your, in your practice is being an NBI practitioner. So how does that work? What does that mean? Yes. So th- those are the brain profiles. So um, what I do there is so I look at your um, your default way of thinking. So everybody's got a certain, so th- your brain is split into your left side and your right side. Then it's also split um, four ways. You've got a left, you've got a left upper side, a right upper side, and then you've got a left lower side and a right lower side. So it's called an L1, an L2, and then an R, um, R2 and R1. So how it works is so everybody's everybody is more dominant in one of those um, quadrants. Uh, for instance, I am a very strong L2 and a very strong um, R2. So L2 are people that are very process driven. They like to, um, you know, they they live in boxes. So they've got a box for their family. They've got a box for their work. 
Um, you know, everything is, you know, they're very loyal people. And then the R2, people are also people orientated. So everything about people. Uh, then the L1, they are more analytical, uh, more practical, um, you know, very facts. They like facts. And then the R1 is very future orientated. And um, so those are the dreamers. So those are, yeah, so it's just your default way of thinking. Um, very, very helpful with relationships. Um, you know, understanding your partner better. Um, even even if you, um, I always use the example of an estate agent. If you know, um, you know, if you understand the, the different quadrants in a brain, you can sell the house better. Because if somebody walks in and they are an R2, you're going to say, oh, you know, look at this, it's a family um, home. You know, you can entertain here, you can do this where, if an L1 enters the, the room, they're going to want to know, okay, how far is the, the closest shop? You know, they, they're they going to want more practical advice. So, um, so yeah, I love the brand profiles. It's also very, very good for self-awareness. Very good. Moving on to the main topic of discussion today, which is how to deal with burnout. Um, and just let's just talk about self-care in general. I think, especially at this time of year, the time of recording, it's around October, it's, it's in October and I think a lot of people are like really starting to feel, you know, the year kind of dragging and looking forward to the holidays. Um, but at the same time, especially for entrepreneurs, this is not the time to kind of calm down necessarily. Monino Swakrakni, as my mom would say. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so it's a delicate balance because on the one end, you can't burn yourself out because then you, you just run yourself dry and nothing will happen. But on the other hand, you can't take the foot off the gas too much. So, I'm curious to see with the clients you've worked with, with your experience in life, what tips do you have for someone dealing with burnout? Okay, so tip-wise, um, definitely start with your sleep. Um, especially there's some unknown, you know, we all get busy and it's everybody's trying to jam back everything in, our, in the last minute before December. But your sleep is your most important. Because if you don't get enough sleep, you wake up groggy. You need to get through the day. Then you need then you need to go and take you know afternoon naps. Um, so and then you can't sleep at night. So it's this vicious circle that goes around. So definitely look at seven hours of sleep. Um, and then a very important thing that you can go and do. Again, time. I know everybody don't have time, but you can go and walk every single day for twenty to thirty minutes. What that does is, now I'm not talking about counting steps. I'm not counting, I'm not talking about, um, you know, how far you walk or how quick you walk. You must go and choose a path that you know. It's a boring path that you already know, because then there's no other distractions. You don't need to think about anything that gives you your brain time to actually just process things, just normal things. Um, so you need to actually go for a stroll. And then what that does is the bilateral movement, so your movement from left to right, that is actually balancing your brain. So how it works is um, when you feel very emotional during the day, it brings your brain into balance. When you feel numb, you don't feel anything, it also brings your brain back into balance. So that is very important to go and walk. And then obviously, you know, what you put in your mouth. So healthy eating, just clean eating, that is also very important. And um, the one thing that I just want to stress, um, you know, to people or what, what I just want to want to want to say is when you don't look after yourself in this time what is happening is now you um you overload yourself with work 
And the thing becomes, so what happens when, when you are in this survival mode all of the time, just, you know, getting through the day, getting through the day, when December comes that first week, you are sick. Literally, you are sick because that is when your nervous system actually gets a chance to just, you know, calm down. And then you end up with just a few days where you, where you actually do have holiday, where you rest. But then when you go back to work, it's going to, you know, it takes you like two days and you feel like I've never been on holiday. So then you start the year tired. So it really, really is important to, on a conscious level of really looking after yourself at this time. And and I think a lot of us get in our own way sometimes with this stuff. That advice is so good. It's so simple. Take a walk, sleep well, eat well. Um, but we in the week come, you know, we, now it's Wednesday and you haven't walked yet, or it's Tuesday and you haven't thought about food, and now you're just going to quickly get the food delivery. And it's that cycle that I think a lot of us get trapped in. And I wonder, is there mentality-wise something that we could do to like, break out of the cycle and, and the answer might just be as simple as just get out there and walk but it feels like we get yeah. stuck somehow okay another very important thing that i always tell my clients always is when you don't have capacity in other words if your stress barrel is already full it is not as easy as to just go for a walk because if you um if you, um, you know, I always compare it to a holder with stones in it. If you, if you hold that be that that holder, it's heavy. So for that person to really go out and exercise, it, it does take effort, a lot of effort. And what happens then is when you don't do it, because you know you need to go and do it. Th- that is again where the, where the survival mode comes in. So, you know, when you've got a lot of stress, you tell yourself, "I have to go and exercise. I have to get this job done." I have to, I have to, I have to. Um, and that person really does not have the capacity to do it because now you don't go and do it and now you bad mouth yourself. You've got this negative talk going. So there's another another little stone in, into your holder. So, um, so yes, I cannot stress enough. You know, people, oh, here, you know, everybody stress. Yes, we do stress. But stress accumulates. And I, and I, I think not a lot of people are aware of that. And that is where that vicious circle comes in, where you actually can't go into action. I guess it's about taking small steps, perhaps, to just get the routine going. Small steps. Yeah. Small steps. So, so the first thing you're going to ask yourself is what is, I think, especially in this time as well, look at your list of things to do and then evaluate what do I need to do today? You know, what is, what is, what is your next right move? That is what you need to ask. Just to do, just to do that, and then the rest is definitely get some, some kind of rest or some kind of just um, me time in into your day. If somebody would like to get a hold of you or perhaps uh, reach out, ask some questions, maybe even work with you as well, how do they do so? Okay, the best place to go is to is on Facebook or Instagram. I've got loads and loads of videos um, about what I do. Um, and then also on my website is um, clarityworks.co.za. Um, but yeah, all my details are on there. So you guys are more than welcome. I'm, uh, and like I said, I'm in Cape Town. Uh, I also do, I'm, I'm fully online as well. So you're more than welcome to go and have a look. Antoinette, thank you so much for, t- for your time. You've given us some amazing insights. And I know that I just need to get walking and eat better. That's, <laughs> that's the biggest thing I need. I've taken away. And it's, it's really, really important. No, thank you so much for having me, Ethan. I appreciate it. 
If you've been thinking about starting a podcast but don't really know where to start, go to our website, Baird.media. That's B-A-I-R-D.media. You can find the book, Become a Podmaster, everything you need to know to master the art of podcasting. And you can also sign up to one of our mentorship programs where we help you figure out, develop, and produce your show from start to finish.